Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 17th episode of the Believe in the Long Run podcast series. I'm your host, Dom Santina, and like we always like to do, we're going to promote our social media. You can find us at Believe in the Long Run on Instagram and the Long Run 5 on Twitter. Also, don't forget to go check out our other podcast episodes as well. We're getting back to a guest here in this episode. Last week we did not have one, but I've tried to line up a couple more guests that I thought would be entertaining none the least and give us some good content. So we got a couple guests coming on in the next couple episodes. But we've also had some former guests on as well that gives us some good content. So go back, check those out. You can find all of our episodes on any of your favorite podcast platforms, including Spotify, Google Play, Apple iTunes, Stitcher, and of course, Believe.com. Just search Believe in the Long Run and you'll find all of our other 16 previous episodes now. I do have some good news to report on. Looks like we might actually have some competitive racing this summer, maybe this fall. We've had Leah Falland, which is formerly Leah O'Connor, who we had on the podcast back quite a few episodes now. Molly Seidel and Emma Colburn have all came out and said it looks like they are getting ready to get into some heavy training and get some running in competitively. So still waiting to see what those will be and when they'll take place. But looks like via social media that they are hinting at some races happening, which is exciting and gives us hope, as I mentioned a couple episodes, that we can maybe get New York in as well. But no matter what, at this point, I'll, I'll settle for any competitive race that it, that there is. While we're still buying time for those races to take place and for us to have some races of our own, I still will continue to promote those virtual races. I've signed up for a couple. I actually have one coming up next weekend. that They require you to run on a certain day. So some virtual races, they give you a time period to run it. Some virtual races you have to run on a specific day to qualify for certain things and so this race that I have next Saturday is on the day so you have to run it that day. I will say that I apologize for the last couple episodes being out of whack. I know most of our episodes come out on Wednesdays but things have been a little crazy trying to get guest availability and some technical issues. Hopefully this week if everything goes right we will get it near back on track, if not on track, and we should, by two weeks for sure, be back on track 100%. So, so thank you for staying patient, staying with me, and just listening into our podcast. We'll get her back on track, back to our normal Wednesday morning releases here as soon as we can, but like I said, find those virtual races, get out there and run. And we do have some bad news to report, or yeah, we have some bad news to kind of talk about as well. A bright spot in running for the, this isn't so much distance running, but for just USA track and field in general, sprinter Christian Coleman is in trouble once again. He's the world's fastest 100 meter runner, and he's reportedly been suspended. Multiple news sources coming out saying that Christian Coleman has been suspended. It's his third infraction in 12 months. 
and it's the second time he's faced a ban for a whereabouts violation. Now, a whereabouts violation is basically he had a drug test that he needed to take. He either missed the drug test or they couldn't get a hold of him to reschedule the drug test or whatever it would be. Now, Coleman in the AIU, the anti-doping agency, have been going back and forth on what's going on. Coleman's kind of blaming them. And the AIU has said that it's on Coleman, not on them. The big thing is that he will have a... He's a temporarily banned but from athletics until he gets a hearing. A hearing has not been scheduled yet. And right now, the once a final decision is made, it could be potentially a two-year ban, which would mean Trish, or Christian Coleman would not be able to participate in the 2021 Olympics, which would be huge. He was saying the test snuck up on him. They didn't give him a fair amount of warning. And the AIU has said that that is not a requirement. We do not have to call you ahead of a test. You're just supposed to show up. And so... From I haven't really looked into it too much, but I saw an article earlier saying that the pro athletes are not really backing Coleman too much, and I feel like they have a they have a fair point in that because this is not the first time this has happened, and in fact, three times in twelve months is quite frequent within a year, and he's already been in trouble once for missing tests so you know so you know Coleman's kind of in on his own right now he did release a statement he said that he has maintained his innocence saying I have never and will never use performance enhancing supplements or drugs I am willing to take a drug test every single day for the rest of my career for all I care to prove my innocence now, I do question how much he truly means that because, like we said, this is the third time within 12 months and he's already been suspended once for his whereabouts. So we'll see what happens in this story. We'll keep you updated. It's not involving long-distance running, but it is a big-time story in the USA track and field world. So we won't make a whole story out of it, but we'll keep you updated with new developments that I hear. And see what happens with Christian Coleman. With that being said, it's time to introduce our next guest to the podcast. Her name is Lisa Benetton, and she was a runner at Penn State University. While she was there, she was a member of the 2018 Indoor Track and Field Big Ten Championship team at Penn State, and she studied communications. Now she is off earning her law degree and has a very cool internship that she was telling me about after the after the interview with the United States Olympic Committee and over in Colorado and and she is also a podcast host here now on the Believe Podcast Network so we're now teammates with her podcast called Believe in College Track and Field which we'll talk about a little bit as well so Without wasting any more time, let's welcome Lisa to the podcast. Okay, first question. How did you get into running? Yeah, I guess it runs in the family. No pun intended. But my dad was into triathlons and Ironman. So he was very athletic. And then my mom was a gym teacher. And then my two older brothers also started running. Probably, I don't know, I 
I would say like when they were like 12 or something, or maybe in like middle school. And then, or maybe it was even later, I can't even remember. But anyway, so once they started running, then I kind of did in middle school. And then once they went to run at University of Connecticut, I was still in high school at the time, and then I was kind of like, hmm, I could definitely follow in their footsteps, and I would love to do that. So then I started running in high school, like, more seriously, and I wasn't really anything special until my senior year, and even then I wasn't anything that great, so my coach in college definitely took a chance on me. So yeah, that's how I got into it, though. What made you choose Penn State? Yeah, I, I, when you asked me when, what made me choose Penn State, I this moment comes back in my mind where I'm like sitting, I'm a junior in college or a junior in high school at the time. And I Googled like best running schools in the country. And I think the list of like the top 25 division one NCAA schools came up and Penn state was on that list. And I, what made me choose Penn state was I wanted like a good combination of academics and athletics, like somewhere where I would be challenged in both. And I had visited Michigan, absolutely loved it. And a lot of people had said that Penn State was similar to Michigan. And once I visited it, it was like the cutest thing I'd ever seen. And I said, this is it. And so that's why I chose Penn State. What's one of your favorite memories from being at Penn State? Hmm. Wow, it's hard to pick one. I guess I'll go with winning the Big Ten Championship as a team, my junior year indoor it was just something that I had as a goal to be a part of a Big Ten championship team and so finally achieving that and getting to be there with all um, girls who I'd become really close with was really special and exciting and then coming the champ we won the championship on the Saturday and then drove the bus from like Ohio back to State College Pennsylvania and there was like a big celebration there waiting for us so it was really Special. I'd definitely have to say a Big Ten championship probably ranks up there pretty high. So Yeah, it definitely does. What's your favorite distance to run? That's a good question. So nowadays, because I'm officially a retired runner, I don't even think I can say I run anymore. Like, I definitely am just a jogger. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a distinction there. So nowadays, honestly, like 10 minutes, I'm like feeling good about it. <laughs> But back in the days when I was not too shabby, I really enjoyed running. Like, I feel like a staple for me when I was like at at the that point, the peak of my career, I would say like 10 miles a day. I really enjoyed that distance because it was like long enough for you to get into it, but like not as long as like a long run for me, which was like 13, 14 miles where I was like really going to be struggling. Yeah. What about you? Out of curiosity. I don't know. I'm I'm kind of all over the place. My like comfort yeah. zone where I feel really good is like four uh-huh. to five. Like that's probably my uh-huh. average run right now. But I always enjoyed long runs just because where I ran every day, we had a trail right on the like it, a, it was a gravel trail, but it was like a pretty much a uh-huh. bike path essentially that went on uh-huh. for like I don't know sixty seventy miles. So and it was very like in the woods and so you had it was always fun to just kind of get like a nice long run in and just kind of be with nature but yeah i I feel like long runs are 
like there's something special about them because like you have so much time to like get into your run especially if you're going on a group too there's like so much to talk about and it's just like this special experience yeah absolutely like but if i had to say like a race distance i was definitely i like the middle distance races more like my like 1500 or mile or something like that yeah i think me too Although, like, I feel like I really, like, I used to really, really love the mile, and then you get to, like, a point where I'm sure you've gotten to where it's, like, it just feels like you're sprinting four laps, and I think at that point I started to like it a little bit less, Um, and now I think my favorite would be the 3K to race indoor. See, I always, it's always to this point, there's like a point of like, it's hard, because you're new to it, and then like, once you kind of figure it out, I feel like... There's, yeah. like, a comfortability with it where you're like, wow, this race is, like, fun. But then you realize yeah. that, like, you could run it faster. And then when you start to run yeah. it faster, you're like, okay, this race kind of isn't as fun anymore because it's really hard again. Oh. oh, for sure, yeah. It's like, okay, this is fun, but I need to make myself miserable. So yeah, like. I'm not going fast enough. Let me make this way harder on myself. Yeah. And then you're like, yeah, you know, <laughs> I kind of liked it when I was running, like, six-minute miles. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then the other thing, too, is, like, I feel like after, especially after being a college athlete, like, there's three ways you can go, like you said. Like, there's, like, the people that are, like, completely done with running. Like, they don't want to run ever again. Then there's you that, like, likes to run but not, like, as much. And then there's, like, the dedicated, like, hardcore runners that run, their college miles for the rest of their life. I feel like there's a couple paths mm-hmm. you can go there as well. I know. I was definitely worried that I was going to be in one of the in that category where like he like still runs all the time. But I'm really happy to be in the five ten minute runner category. See, I want to be in the like dedicated hardcore runner, but like some days I just really don't feel like going for a run. So I'm kind of like an in between almost. Like I want to stay, yeah. I want to stay training a lot, but at the same time, like I like the freedom of. I don't feel like going for a run today. Like I don't have the pressure of having to go for a run. Right, like that. I think is like the most beautiful thing, especially like yourself, like having been an at runner for so long, and like you constantly had every day something on your to do list, which was running, whatever length it was, and so like having the freedom to be like, no, I don't really feel like doing it today or like being able to go on a vacation with my family and not have to like lead them to go on a run that I didn't want to do (laughs) is so beautiful now. So I truly try like not to forget that I, that I, you know, like went through that. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have a favorite, like, I know some runners, especially when you run for a while, you get familiar, like familiar with a certain brand or you're loyal to a certain brand is there a running brand that you like more than others yes i would say nike especially for my just because penn state was a nike school so got really used to them other brands like wearing i'm gonna say puma is a little underrated really like them i don't own that much but i would love to own more so if they're interested in sponsoring, <laughs> I'm just kidding. And I also <laughs> like Lululemon. I know it's like not really a running brand, but like their clothes just are so comfortable. And I feel like a lot of runners are starting to wear them more and more. And they just like have such, like, I feel like all, all their clothes are 
such high quality too and they have such a variety so I remember like loving to wear them for like workouts outside when it was like freezing cold so I'm gonna go with them. What made you want to study communication? Yeah I grew up like I always reading the newspaper with my dad in the morning and so I knew that I wanted to go into like broadcast journalism so I really wanted to give it a try and then so I decided to do that at Penn State and they had a great communications program and so I went into it and I absolutely loved it. It was such a great experience and I'm continuing to do it now on the side kind of. Well you've also decided to join the Believe Podcast Network. How did that come yeah. about? Yeah, that I'm so excited to be a part of the network. I reached out to them wanting to do a show, and we kind of like threw some ideas back and forth. And then they said that there was a hole for like college track and field, or like that show was missing. And like, of course, I would love to do it, especially now being more of a fan. I was like excited to connect with a bunch of people that like in my network that I hadn't connected with in a while. And talk about running and really all things that are happening in college, track and field. So, yeah, it's been really exciting. So feel free to give it a listen. It's called Believe in College, Track and Field. And I just put out a new episode, and it's quite entertaining. My I interviewed my brothers, and they misbehaved way more than I expected they would. So that was fun. <laughs> I mean, that's brothers for you, so... I know, but, like, for some reason, I was like, okay, maybe they'll take this, you know, seriously, because it's quite professional, and they just did not. (laughs) (laughs) How did I get into the network? Basically, the same thing. I saw a listing that they were looking for hosts to join podcasts, so I reached out to them. They got back to me. I threw a few uh, suggestions out there on what I'd want to do and they told me based on just my running experience and stuff like that, right. that and I've been for a year or so now really following the long distance oh scene so yeah started the podcast a year ago oh. no I started the podcast at the beginning of the year I think February-ish oh I think it's a year okay got no I, I had been following people in long distance running oh. for a year or so so I had a little bit of a background but yeah, it started right after the Olympic trials, so. Oh, big time to start. What kind of, like, long-distance running? Like, how far? When you say long-distance, are you talking, like, ultra-marathons? Um, we've had a couple people, I've had a couple ultra-runners on from my area, but more, like, half-marathon, marathons, what I've been focusing on. Well, it's crazy with the marathons, like, the trials now, and the people who, you know, qualified for this olympics and now it's getting pushed back so sad yeah i'm happy that they still have their spot yes i think that's the right move it's for sure it's absolutely crazy what's going on right now and i've been hearing from kind of on social media through a couple different runners that there might be some races later this summer which would be good to see but um yeah i had seen that there was like some sort of like virtual um race between like two track clubs like that yeah I s- and yeah i heard that too club, yeah I yeah i heard that was gonna happen too i don't know how that would work but <laughs> it sounds interesting run uh run a time trial i guess and then just compare times i don't know that would yeah but like that just sounds so painful yeah 
I mean, I guess at least if you're doing it with the track clubs, like you have your teammates there with you, so you're not doing yeah, it that's on true. your own. Like but I, still, I have, yeah, I always thought about like what it would be like to run a race full out if you had like your teammates kind of like pacing you throughout, mm-hmm. and like how like pacing you evenly and stuff. Like if you could have gone much faster than your PR during a normal race. Well, speaking of that, I saw a uh, her name. There was a girl that ran a 5K time trial last weekend, and she ran a minute faster than her college PR, which she ran in college 15 years ago. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wow. That is definitely goals. (laughs) Yeah. So she was actually in the marathon Olympic trials, and now she just, by running that, she qualified for the uh 5k time trial or 5k olympic trials for track now so what yeah it makes me like want to try <laughs> <laughs> i'd probably run like 25 minutes <laughs> <laughs> so what do you see for your podcast going forward what's kind of the plan yeah so obviously it, it's gonna look a little bit different now that there's not much racing going on um, so I'll cover whatever like news that there is going on in the college track and field world, and a lot of that is right now is like revolving around what the NCAA is doing and how they're going to plan like the cross country season, which I think will be super interesting. And then I'm also going to be having on guests who are like former collegiate track and field athletes or current athletes or coaches. So yeah, and a bunch of other people too, like athletic trainers or something like that so i'm really excited to get it off the ground and keep going forward with it yeah i'll say the one thing that like i never thought like i've already talked to some people that like i never even like kind of imagined would happen so like you connect with one person and then before you know it you're connected with like 10 to 15 people so it's pretty it's pretty cool to see how like who you can get connected with so yeah, I'm really excited to see how it goes. All right, one last question. What do you like to do in your free time? In my free time, uh, which is quite limited. <laughs> so right now I'm in law school, and I just finished my second year, so I have one year to go. So when I'm not doing law school things or working, like right now I'm working as a law clerk at the United States Olympic Committee, in Colorado but when I'm not doing that I enjoy doing like journalism type thing so the podcast definitely has taken a lot more of my time like who knew a podcast was so challenging (laughs) and yeah and so like other journalism things more internships and stuff like that definitely keep me busy if I'm not doing either of those things I like to play piano read and hang out with my family and friends cool all right well yeah thank you lisa thank you dominic it was so great talking to you yeah no problem once again we'd like to thank lisa for joining our podcast and talking about her time not only at penn state university but as a broadcaster and now partner here and teammate at the believe podcast network once again once you're done listening here go check out her podcast called college track and field go check that out her podcast series is just getting underway so if you like running and you like listening to people talk about running you can listen to us here at believe in the long run and then now you have another podcast with college track and field i'm sure this won't be the only time 
we team up for something. We'll see what happens along the way, but we might mix paths here and there with different topics. Now we're going to move into our cooldown portion of our podcast. We're going to move to a cool story that I saw, and I had to look into it a little bit more. So Kira Diamato ran a what was supposed to be a just a time trial for herself ended up being a time trial with her training partner but then her husband a friend of his and her coach Scott Rakuzako who coached Alan Webb through high school and college or high school and professional career showed up as well and she blew away her 15-year-old college PR when she clocked 15.04. She finished the last 400 meters on the track in 66 seconds. She said she was quoted as saying, I wasn't really shocked by my time because I've been putting the pedal to the metal in my training, but it didn't hit me immediately that I had ran under the Olympic standard for women. And so the Olympic standard is 15.10 for the 5K, which... Props to Diamato, who's been running on her own. She was a four-time All-American and 11-time Patriot League champion at American University. She's been a realtor and now a mom of two, and she's also had to go on surgery on her ankle a little while ago, but she's still out there pushing. She said she's been running between 100 to 130 miles a week to train for marathons the past few years. She qualified for the 2020 U.S. Olympic Marathon Trials by running 234.55 in the Berlin Marathon. So she was in the trials. She finished 15th overall. She then reduced her miles for a few weeks and then got back up here later on. So now that she ran that, we'll see, especially, it probably will, is even better for her now she's qualified for the olympic track and field trial so we might see her in the qualifying races in 2021 so look out for that name as well we got another runner in the mix kiera diamanto kara diamanto is on her way most likely we'll see here in the olympic qualifying races for track and field in 2021 but nonetheless, Kara Diamanto is on. What a terrific job she did. Congratulations on the one minute PR. And some good news to add to the mix here in 2020 with everything kind of being done. Exciting to see some good feats like that going on. We're going to move to our 25 golden rules that Running World has on their website that I've found. That we've been going on with now we're on number 12 so next week we'll be over halfway now this one's interesting and i feel like it's kind of contradictory to the story we just talked about and i have a little skepticism to it as well but the rules is that runners improve for about seven years according to mike heim i believe that's how you pronounce it noticed that in the early 1980s and wrote in the masters national masters news column my seven-year adaption theory was based on the fact that so many runners I talked to, their best times and were an average, were after an average of seven years from when they started. 
the exception is by training consistently, recovering smartly, and avoiding injuries, runners can stretch their competitive streaks to much longer than seven years before plateauing. So I totally agree with the exception. That exception is very accurate. I think I would like to know how much it actually is. You know, maybe it's just the average runner after seven years of training you see yourself kind of plateau. I wonder if you're a high-intensity you don't have to necessarily be a professional runner, but someone that runs a lot of miles and just trains really hard, how long, you know, they can keep their streak going. I, I've i trained for seven years, and I keep dropping my time, but I've also only been training this year, definitely not, but the last two years before that, I'd say I was training at a the highest intensity I ever have. Before that, I was training, but not really at a super high intensity. So, I mean, I definitely don't think I've plateaued. I think I can run faster. I just got to keep putting in the work and making sure I stay healthy and recover smartly and try to avoid injuries as much as you can. But number one right now especially, training consistently and training at a high level. But interesting to see, and Kara shows that it's not always seven years especially if you put in the work you stay on it and you work hard you can make it more than seven years before you plateau we're gonna head into our 5k training tips remember june is our 5k race of the month that we're working on helping you run better in we have talked about good warm-up routines the three to five distance is about what you should run or try to run every day and then some workouts you should do and now we're gonna talk about how you should start the race a lot of times you see people see the gun or hear the gun or horn or whatever it takes to start your road race and people take off sprinting it's not the way you want to do it you need to pace yourself start out at a nice comfortable pace maybe a little bit on the uncomfortable side but don't start out too fast start out what's good you got two miles plus to make up that time so you know that's what your intervals are for. Work out at a comfortable pace and pick it up in the middle of the race. And then if you need to, recover towards the end of the race or use your interval at the end, however you want to use it. But that's what intervals are for. They prepare you to push in the middle of your race. And that's exactly why we tell you to do them. The last tip we have for you is to is to when to eat your last meal. This is a good tip. You should eat your last meal two to four hours before the start of the race. Good choices are low-volume food, high in carbs, low in fiber, combined with plenty of fluids. Right before the race, you can drink a small amount of appropriate sports drink. What you want to avoid at all costs is starting the race on a full stomach. That's when you're going to get digestive issues, and you might have some bathroom issues along the way. You want to eat well in advance. I know they say you should wait at least two hours before going for your run after eating. So I think this is another good tip as well. Just make sure you get some food into you. I think it's good to always eat before you run. But make sure you have that time to let that food settle and digest before you go out there. And especially when you're pushing for a race, last thing you want to have to worry about is your stomach. That's going to wrap it up, guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you to Lisa for joining us once again. Once Now that you've listened to ours, go check her podcast out. We'll continue to help promote hers as well, and I'm, sh- I'm sure she'll do the same for ours. 
So what we do here is teammates at Believe Podcast Network. So go check out our social media at Believe in the Long Run on Instagram and the Long Run 5 on Twitter. Leave comments, likes, shares. All of it is appreciated. Don't be afraid to comment on anything you see, like, hear, or want to know about. We'll give you we'll respond to all those. Talk about it on the podcast. Let's get some fan interaction and also go check out our other episodes that we've recorded. You can find them on believe.com, Google Play, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and any of your favorite podcast platforms. Thanks for listening, guys. I'm going to get ready to go run. We will see you next week. Stay safe and talk to you later. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.